what is your favorite thing to study or learn and why? Yeah, that's it's it's kind of tough. My um, I have kind of a favorite category of things to study and learn, and it's the mind over matter stuff. I you know I've alluded to this a little already, um, kind of throughout my my answers here. But the that's really why I got into the martial arts in the first place. Honestly, was that I am a smaller, weaker guy than a lot of potential threats out there, and uh, the idea that. I could learn a smarter way of fighting or a smarter way of self-defense and not be reliant on being the biggest, strongest guy and being able to deal with bigger, stronger guys because I had this smart movement and skill sets. That's why I got into the martial arts in the first place. And so Tai Chi really um, is, is probably the, the best example of that in the martial arts world. Uh, that is where it is a martial art that is really expressly designed for the smaller, weaker guy dealing with the bigger, stronger guys. Um, and and part of that is this this phenomenon of mind over matter, where you can focus your mind in a certain way or on a certain thing or into uh, into a substance a certain way and aim in a certain way and you and you can use your mind to get this crazy amount of physical power out of it and so that's very gratifying for me to in a just it's just very satisfying to be able to kind of play push hands with these you know big three four hundred pound guys and be able to hold my own um, and uh and not be exerting myself you know not be panting at the end of our of our play there um to be able to feel someone's mind intent while you're playing and really do, to be able to pick up on like oh he's going to attack this way and have good smart responses to that before it happens um you know that's it's just it's wonderful. It's, it, it goes back to what I, what I told you about the moments of astonishment. Um, and I, 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 as much as I love giving those moments of astonishment to people, I'm, I'm all about that for myself as well. And so when I, when I get to, to have that kind of play and that interaction and I'm using my mind and my energy and it's doing these amazing things physically, that that to me is just amazing and i love doing it and i love exploring those and playing with those concepts and uh i think probably it, it, it is really what got me into the tai chi in the first place and it's probably going to continue to be my favorite thing to study throughout it's just it's, it's amazing and the deeper you get into it the more fascinating it gets Let me make sure nobody's, if anybody's going, oh, I got a question. Okay. Um, so what is your favorite thing to teach and why? Ooh. Um, yeah. The, so again, it goes back to the, the moment of astonishment kind of thing. It's really the internal energies um, and, the, and the internal energies specifically. I like teaching them in all their forms, but I really love teaching it in the push hands like through the vehicle of the push-ins because uh, the, the feedback that you get and that your students get right now when the energies are right versus wrong and the, 
and the astonishment that they get when they're right, um, you know, all of that and the, and the, the fun of the game. Um, that, that to me is when, when I can really deliver the sort of the proof of the pudding to my students, um, that's, that's my favorite thing. I, I, I'll teach the energies and the forms and I like doing that and I like leading those kinds of classes and, and you know, that section of class but it's not my favorite thing. My favorite thing is teaching the internal energies and the push hands and, and letting people play with that. I have kind of a, a follow-up question to that. Um, what do you think is the most difficult thing to teach? The most difficult thing to teach who? Uh... Because the most difficult thing to teach beginners walking in the door is uh, just the choreography. I mean, just wild horse tosses mane versus brush knee. And you watch for six weeks, people confuse one for the other and come up with some kind of hybrid version that's something in between. And, and, uh, and you know, everybody has this kind of stumbling block over certain elements of the choreography at first. But then once they get past that, then it varies from individual to individual, I would say. Um, probably the hardest thing to, to really teach is, um, is, is relaxation. For me, that's the hardest thing to teach because for, and I'm talking about for like level one students, anyone intermediate and above, again, it's gonna be different once again from that point but for the beginner students once they've gotten past the choreography and they basically know the form and now it's time to really get down to skill sets they all think they're relaxed and they're holding a bunch of tension largely due to postural errors that they're not aware of and because they're not aware of it it's really hard to teach them to correct it and so there's this, the, there again, the push hands is a, just a super valuable tool for that because it gives people the feedback of what is correct versus what is not correct. And regardless of where, whether you think you're right or not, if you're being moved all the time and you always feel it grabbing in your back right before you go, then at some point you got to admit to yourself, okay, there's a problem there, I have to fix it. And that, um, uh, you know, that having that as a tool to help people really get what you're trying to, to instill in them is really valuable. Um, but for beginners and for the level one students, uh, maybe don't have a lot of push hands time in yet um, and that kind of thing. It's trying to get them to, to just relax and release and trust that their body is going to hold them up and that they don't have to to, to be you know, in the posture, in the right posture. Um, and, and by the way, Jared, uh, uh, in order to correct that, the posture is the main thing you have to correct because the biggest thing for beginners that they, that they struggle with is wanting to lean way out for every move. And then once they're off kilter that way, there's just going to be a whole bunch of tension holding them up. I found the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Cool. The, uh, you had me thinking about what's some of the hardest thing to teach. And I had a number of answers to that, which we're not going to share today, but <laughs> the, uh, 
Um, what is your favorite thing to practice and why? My favorite thing to practice is to um, to use the the mind body skills um, and the, and the mind energy connected skills and to kind of mentally add weight to myself, um, whether that be in the form of doing like an underwater form where I feel the water really crushing down and pressing down on me um, or like shackled expressions um, for those of you who are, who are familiar with the clear Tai Chi system and, and have some of that training um, to be able to kind of to add weight to me mentally and move as if I am supporting all of that weight and really get the physical benefits of like that kind of movement and that kind of work, uh, even though I don't have that weight on me. Um, that's my favorite thing to practice. I like taking bricks and doing the, like a brick in each hand and doing the form and trying to keep it as light and soft and floaty as I can with these extra like kind of heavy weights in my hands and then take them out of my hands and go back and do the form again, but mentally recreate the feeling of that brick and that, that weight in my hands, but where it's not actually there. But the feeling of it still informs my structure and still informs my movement and still forces me to be correct in ways that if I wasn't paying attention to that, I might be off kilter here or there and I wouldn't really notice. Um, and those kinds of activities to me are, that's, that's my favorite thing to do for myself. Cool. Um, do you have a dedicated clear internal push hands? By the way, some of these, because he works here and manages and all that, I know the answer to it off the top, but going through the list there. So do you have a dedicated clear internal push hands class? Yeah. Talk about your push hands class and practice. And... Yes, we, we do. We have a dedicated clear internal push hands class here on uh, Wednesday nights, right before our intermediate Tai Chi class. And that's really great because it gives the guys, uh, you know, the intermediate students a chance to come in and kind of play around with whatever we've been working on, whatever piece of it we might have gotten last week, whatever we're struggling with, kind of get warmed up, get in the flow of play and get our kind of you know our structure right and our skills going and then see if a clear comes in and we get whatever the next piece of the intermediate material is or whatever else we're going to kind of work on and, and try to focus in on that night um and so it's it's a really great back-to-back -back kind of experience on wednesday nights and then on saturday morning we also have an open floor class but most of us use that to push <laughs> Bagong Qigong healing work. Um, it's, do you have other you know, various healing modalities or primarily like the Bagong Qigong? And do you keep dedicated Bagong Qigong healing hours? And if not, how and when do you do that kind of healing? Mm -hmm. So I don't, uh, I don't keep dedicated Bagong hours um, just because I'm mostly not out there as like a fogong healer that's not kind of how i'm putting myself out there i'm really teaching the tai chi classes and so sometimes people do come to me for fogong where they come in with a set of conditions or symptoms or whatever where the fogong may be helpful for them and i'll certainly use it that way for those students obviously in martial arts 
Um, you know, people get bumps and bruises and, and you know, take impact sometimes that lingers. And so, um, you know, I use the Fagam much more regularly to help out my kind of Kung Fu friends than, um, than anything else. Uh, but I, but I, do, um, I do have people come to me occasionally for specific Fagong treatment, including I mentioned the young lady who, uh, the nursing student with fibromyalgia, she originally came for Fagong. She wanted energy healing uh, you know, for, for the fibromyalgia. And then when, and, and she did, and I did give her the fogong and I did use the energy healing methods with her, but then we also explored ways that she could use qigong to kind of manage the condition herself. Um, but, but there are people in the area here who are looking for energy healing and I'm more than happy to do it. And when do you normally get in your practice on your fogong? <laughs> The standard practice is on uh, uh, Tuesday and Thursday night classes when when we're all getting beat up. Um, that's uh, that's that's my kind of biweekly practice for. Uh, there's going to be at least one thing I'm going to have to remove on any given Tuesday or Thursday night. Yeah. How many times have you had the healing workshop? I've I've had the healing workshop fifteen times now. This uh, yeah, uh, it'll be oh wow. Um, and I'll, I'll be uh, doing it for my 16th time in September with Harry and then 17th in November. <laughs> and guess what? I, you know, everybody says you get more out of it uh, every time you go for your, for your first 10 times. Um, on, I'm, I'm on 15 now and I've still not hit that end point. I continue to get more out of it every time I go. There's, there's other questions that I've had or other things I've thought about or, or something lands on me a different way. And I go, Oh, wait, what, uh, what about this? And there's just, there's always something new every single time I go for 15 times in a row now. <laughs> what are the top three most memorable Tai Chi moments in your life? Seen, done, felt, experienced. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I so so I I did uh, type out some notes for myself to answer this because there's a lot of moments that really stand out for me as being like wow kinds of moments. Um, but in terms of my kind of favorite experiences and my favorite things to kind of talk about um, from Tai Chi in that way, I'd say my first one was uh, we had a student where actually she was a teacher. Um, in another in another Tai Chi school who came down for our internal push hands workshop, uh, the level one internal push hands workshop, and she was really struggling with root. She just wasn't able to get it down below the ground. She wasn't able to feel it. She wasn't able to sense the other person's root, um, and, and it disturbed her. Um, and she actually had a student that she had brought with her. That she thought we were making it up. Yeah, she thought, at first she thought we were making it up. Um, but then it's, it's, she had a student that she had brought with her that was one of her students and he was getting it. <laughs> he was able, he was able to get it and she was really struggling with it. And so I put some extra time in with her, I hung out a little late on some of the nights after the workshops came in early, a couple mornings. Um, and, and I was able to work with her and I actually gave her the test for, you know, for the level one material. And when we got to that point, she still hadn't, there were, there was one thing on that one item on the rooting skill set. 
checklist that she hadn't done yet. And she got it right then and there on the spot for the first time. And she was so happy and so proud. And I was proud of her too. I was really happy for her. But, um, uh, but what was really amazing was when she came back the next year, because then she shadowed me as, as someone who might be delivering this material and teaching this material and maybe have to give a test someday. She actually watched me as I was giving two other people the test. And when we got to the root part, I walked up to them and I put my hands on their, on their shoulders and I felt them rooting and I could feel them kind of doing what I was asking them to do and, and you know, checked it off. And I walked back to, uh, to the other person, to the, to the lady, and I started to explain to her what I had felt and why I was going to give them like a pass on, on that entry. And before I could explain it, she said, I know I could feel it. And I said, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You, you, you struggled with the root thing and you, and we worked on that and now you can feel it. And she said, no, I felt it from here. I've never felt root before when I haven't been touching the other person. And so in, in just a year, she went from not being able to do it at all, like literally in tears because she couldn't get it, to having that level of skill where she could assess someone's root by feel from across the room. And so that was a, that was a super memorable Tai Chi moment for me, um, especially, you know, I was really happy that she, that she got it and I was happy that I was able to help her get it. So that, that one will probably always stick out in my head. Um, <laughs> I had uh another moment that um that i will probably never forget when i really I've, I've seen energy before at times but i had never seen it quite like this there was a fellow um who came in again for a push hands workshop and, and he and i were off to the side and he had been to another energy qigong based workshop kind of maybe maybe a month or two before that and he was walking me through some of the exercises they had him do. And he was explaining to me what they told him the energy was supposed to do. And he, he started out in kind of a hold the bowl position. And he said, when you're in this position, they said the energy is like inside of your arms in here. And, and when he held the position, I could see it like a light turned on inside of his arms, like a blue, soft blue glow coming from no visible source in particular, but just glowing there in in the middle of this hold the bowl and then he said when you when you move your arms out to the side and you hold them out to the side like this the energy runs in like a tube all the way across your arms and across your chest and as he did that i saw the he, he as he as he opened his arms like that he still had his energy connection on and i saw that blue light from inside his arms turn into what looked like a pair of wings under his arms, this blue glowing kind of curved wing attached from his, from his arm down to the side of his torso. And, uh, and I saw it form these wings on his way up. And then when he held his arms out to the side, it did, it went to the blue light ran across him in like a tube like that, the way he was describing. And I was so blown away that I could see it so visibly, so clearly, all I could think to say to him was, yes, they're right. It does do that. I can see it. <laughs> because he, was at, he, he wasn't so sure. They had told him that it was supposed to do that stuff. Um, and, that, and that's why he was describing all this to me. But I could really see it happening 
and and it and it just blew me away. Like I, I've not seen energy that good, that well before or since. Um, it was it was just there, like 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 it was physically there, and uh, and so that was super memorable for me. Um, and then the 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 one that that really comes to mind, maybe because it's one of the more recent ones, but you were actually teaching. Um, we were in Cashers, um, in Cashers, North Carolina, and you were teaching on uh, the different kinds of levels of Tai Chi skill and demonstrating some of the different things that kind of happen at each one of the levels. And at some point you hit the Shen or the spirit level. And when you turned your spirit on, when you really like engaged, that, it. And yeah. engaged it that way, um, the, I noticed that I could see the energy field around you visibly, not as good as I saw it on Stuart that one time, but, uh, but I could see it. It was, it was there. And, um, and that probably wouldn't have been so memorable to me, except that the other people in the audience started seeing it too. Like you could see, I could, I could see kind of a look on their faces. They started looking at him like, is that for real? And then they started looking at each other and then one lady actually said something about it. She was like, um, I can see like a glow around you right now. <laughs> and it was, and, and everyone in the room could see it. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't just that like only the trained or the especially perceptive could pick up on it. It was that everyone who was present could see that he had this glow around him when he was in that state. And, uh, and so that was pretty memorable and impressive. Um, yeah, uh, just on its own, that was pretty memorable and impressive. But it, it also may not be one of the ones that sticks with me forever. It was just fairly recent. <laughs> what is your two to five year goal regarding Tai Chi, and what are your and then what are your long term goals regarding Tai Chi? So, <laughs> so I wrote I wrote notes for this. Um, and, uh, and I have personal goals for Tai Chi and all that, but really my, my like two to five year goal for Tai Chi is we are writing a book right now, um, the, the Roadmap to Tai Chi Mastery. And so in the next two to five years, I wanna see that that book is published, successful, and in as many hands of interested potential Tai Chi students or Tai Chi students or Tai Chi teachers that are out there as possible. Like I really want, I'm just determined that that, that that book gets out there and gets in people's hands because I really do believe that the information that we're putting into it and that, and that we're making available to the public is gonna change the way Tai Chi is taught and practiced in the Western world. And so I am just deeply committed to that right now. Um, and then long-term, along those lines is that I'm really committed to changing the way Tai Chi is taught and practiced in the Western world. Um, and I wanna do that by really elevating the public understanding of the art and really making it clear what is involved in it for real and giving people a better understanding and expectation upfront of what Tai Chi really involves. Um, because right now, Unfortunately, the majority of people who come to Tai Chi come to it with, uh, with a very poor understanding of, of what's really involved in the art. And so a lot of people who come to Tai Chi do so for the wrong reasons and they end up not liking it. And, and, uh, 
or or they you know they they don't follow it as far as they could or would or should if they really knew what was available there and so i want to i really want to change that that's that is my long-term goal for tai chi is to make it something that is accessible to everyone who wants it in the world like i i I don't want anybody to have to go through 20 years of banging their head against brick walls like I did to find this stuff. Cool. Yeah. What about clear Tai Chi is most appealing to you? Why is this the path for you to achieve your goals? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but the system is clear. It really makes sense. It's 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 transparent. Like it's you, the there's nothing held back. And so uh, for me, like I have specific goals for my training. I have skills I want to develop, and I know with certainty that I can get that in this system. I can't say that about almost any other Tai Chi system or school that I might be involved in. For various reasons um and uh but but here there's a certain kind of guarantee that it, that what results you want they are available to you and the training you need to get it is available to you and there's nothing held back and so that to me is that's the biggest reason why clear tai chi is the path for me um but also you know it's the organization like I said before, you know, it's such a great group of people. There's not, you know, there's no backstabbing or politics. Like we're really, we're here to share and to grow together and to a person. That's what's going on in this organization. And I just can't imagine being this big of a part of anything else, of, you know, of any other kind of Tai Chi group out there. I've not I've not seen anything in the Tai Chi world as as great as as what we have here, and so you know, just just in appreciation of that alone, the, the clear Tai Chi would be would be the path. And, yep, and it says, why is this the path? Well, yeah, because I can see the path <laughs> because you know because it's clear and because the training is really like spelled out and it's available and the steps make sense uh it, that that's another thing about it it's it's that it, it there's there's a logic to it that tracks that makes sense where it, if this then that and you know then that would follow and and it all i don't know whether it's that you're a western thinker and you've been able to put it in those kinds of terms or or what it is but just for me, there's there's no mysticism, there's no mumbo jumbo. It's all very practical, hands-on, skill-based stuff. And even the most esoteric stuff, it, it's that much more important for you to test it and get hands-on and get real feedback and make sure that it really is what you think it is. Um, you know, because it's clear. <laughs> because and because it has to be clear, because for these skill sets. It's too easy for for the waters to get muddied on their own without that level of clarity. Um, and so, you know, what what I can do with what I already know and and what I already have. I mean, I mean, if God forbid something were to happen to you and I was not able to train with you like tomorrow, I could still 
guarantee that my own success and the results that I'm going to get from my training because of what I know how to do. And I might have to pry those skills out of other teachers in various ways, um, or I might have to, you know, go out of my way to put together a really big push hands group and instruct people up in that. But I have the tools to do it. And I, and I can continue my path from here, no matter what, because I'm not, because the clear touchy system does not make you beholden to your teacher. It's, it's more about the instruction and the material. And uh, yeah, and, and so that's, that's just another tremendous benefit of being in this system and being on this particular Taiji path. Part of what we're doing with the book is to help people to be able to get that too, where they'll know, well, they'll be able to tell, okay, since I've got these skills, the next set kinds of skills are these skills. And then does your teacher, A, does your teacher have that? And B, um, what do I need to do to really start getting that? And then being able to do it and then knowing what comes next after that and like that, so that there is a system that in Tai Chi that's pretty, it, it follows a certain logical progression that when you really know what you're looking at uh, makes it, uh, it helps for somebody that wants to grow from, uh, grow in their skills. The other thing I'll add um, just briefly is that I didn't appreciate, like there is a logic to it and it's kind of, it's kind of obvious, but I didn't appreciate the depth of that logic until later, like the, the, the level one, the clear Tai Chi level one material has all these building blocks for skill sets in it that are great on their own. But then when you're in an intermediate or a higher level of training, you really begin to appreciate how much thought and attention went into like what skills are needed in what order earlier in your training and why. And you start to really wrap your head around the logic of it at that point. And really appreciate that, like, yeah, there was a lot of time and attention put into this progression in this training method to make sure that people get the skills as quickly as they reasonably can. Um, I forget what you said that, that got me off on that, but um, but it's true is that the 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 not only is there a logic to it that you can appreciate, but there's a logic to it that you probably won't be able to appreciate, but is really, really, really helpful. Um, and, and it's an important, important part of what makes clear Tai Chi such a powerful system. Cool. Any other questions, anybody, for Matt today? Nope. Well, let me just say that um, I, know, I know I said this earlier, but I'll say it again. I got my start in clear Tai Chi. The very first thing I ever did with clear Tai Chi was the level one program. And that is available by DVD and online. Um, at clearmartialarts.com. I did it as a long distance student. And it, it, there's, uh, you know, we, it's the same material that we teach here in the, in the live classes, but it is designed so that you can get the benefit of it, you know, wherever you are in the world, right? You're from the comfort of your own home. Um, and that's how I did it. And I got a ton of benefit out of it before I ever even met Secret Clear Live in person. So if you can't get out to us live, if you can't get to one of these teachers um, that you see on the calls uh, or, a, you know, an authorized clear Tai Chi instructor, you can still participate in the training. Just go to clearmartialarts.com, check out the online material. There's a 
bunch of great courses on there. But obviously for the Tai Chi, if you're wanting to get started in our program, Tai Chi level one is the place to do it. Um, and so check that out. Uh, Jim? Yeah, quick question. For somebody who is new to Tai Chi and thinking about, you know, there's classes down the street, there's clear online, there's clear instructors nearby. What would you say is the one thing that is the most important thing that you will learn in Tai Chi? From the, from the level one program, you mean? Or from Just in general, level? in general. Uh, are you asking me or Sifu? I'm asking you. That you found so far. Let's put it this way. What is the most, what, make it personal because otherwise. <laughs> If if you if you were on a desert island and you had no access to any more training, what is the one thing you would focus on your individual training to continue developing? Uh, that, so I was going to say this anyway, and it, for a different reason. And now that you've brought up the desert island scenario, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say this too, uh, uh, because I think it would be even more important on a desert island. Um, ting. Swimming skill. Yeah. <laughs> no, ting, ting awareness skills um, and the, uh, the sensitivity to your environment and being able to be kind of in the moment, but aware of what's going on around you. Um, that skill set, I think, is what I would end up putting the most continued sort of time and attention into, especially if I was really on a desert island and there's anything else there living on it with me. I'm going to want to be aware of what all that is <laughs> and how close it is to me at any given time. Um, so, yeah, so that so that uh, that probably. But also, you know, there is a level that we've alluded to and that is that is talked about and it's going to be in in the the Roadmap to Tai Chi Mastery book. Um, there is a level of Shen uh, or spiritual awareness and training um, that I have begun and started to kind of scratch the surface in. And I, I would have to say like, if it was just me and there was no hope of ever pushing with anyone again, and it's just, you know, what are you gonna do to pass your time and, and keep yourself busy on this desert island for the rest of your life? That's where I would end up putting uh, a lot more time and attention in. What's funny or sad, depending on how you look, or interesting, depending on how you look at it, is if you were on desert island doing that, and there wasn't any like electronics or anything, and you were, that you were able to survive, whether you intended to do that work or not, some of that work would happen for you. The reason why is because in modern life, there's way too much of this, You know, and way too much of looking at screens and way too much um, TV and way too much um, ad, 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 email, 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 you know, computers and all the stuff. And it's, it keeps people so involved in what's going on with that stuff with and so many things that are designed to draw you to, to like focus you but not in a way that lends itself to your better health and better well-being and mind and body and spirit and all those things if you're on the deserted deserted island you wouldn't have any of that stuff so you would spend a lot of time alone what happens to people when they do that is either they lose their cotton picking mind and end up trying to commit suicide and stuff or 
they end up with a much deeper connection at a mind, body, and spirit level. And so it would, especially with having training in that work, it would, it would want to go there anyways. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Um, and so the Tai Chi's giving you a path for that. It's not a religion. It's not a religious thing. It's a, just like your body is your body. Your mind is your mind. Your spirit is your spirit whatever faith you are or whatever whatever it is, it would simply help you to get a better understanding of the mechanisms for interacting with that. Um, for what you actually have as part of your existence as a body and a mind and a spirit um, to be able to do that. And then of course the aloneness, well, if it's just you and you alone, eventually either like I said, either people go kind of nuts or you start having a different kind of a level of mental and spiritual experience, uh, somewhat based on your beliefs and your um, uh, experiences. And in the case of deserted island, well, that would be your experience now until, until it's not. So, yeah. All right. Um, yep. The other one to remember, along with the clearmartialarts.com for the clear tai chi level one is we really would love to interact with you and see you and play push hands or introduce you to push hands so that you can play and all that kind of stuff and um and interactions and discussions and fun times and the clear tai chi international family gathering which happens the first full weekend in june that's the when and where to do that and you'll see almost all the folks that are on this call at that event um, and we and for that, go to taichigathering.com. Actually, I have something that I'm kind of excited about to share. I just realized. So, so, uh, so I am actually going to be teaching. Uh, I'll be I'll be at the the gathering, um, the Taichi family gathering in June. And what I'm going to be teaching in 2023 is all of the um, the kind of the common notes that I end up giving to people after they've taken the Tai Chi level one test. So the Clear Tai Chi online level one program, uh, I test a lot of our students for that. And, and I, there's some notes that I tend to give to a lot of people that are very, very common, um, that are things that ideally you'd be doing better before you took the test. But, you know, there's, there, it, there's just room for improvement all over the place. So, uh, so, you know, it's not like we fail people for that, but there's, things that everybody consistently does a little bit short of where it should be. And I'm going to be giving uh, my presentation on all that stuff. I'm going to be giving kind of the tune-ups for the level one program. Pointers if you haven't taken, if you're working on that material, right? Right. And then after the gathering, we actually have uh, on Sunday afternoon, we have test slots available for people who want to take their Tai Chi level one test or their push hands level one test. So here's what you could do. You could actually go to clearmartialarts.com right now, sign up for the Tai Chi Level 1 program, practice as much as you can, come to the gathering, and go to, to taichigathering.com to sign up for that, but then come to the gathering, see my presentation, get all the notes you need, and then ace the test at the end. And, uh, and you can do all of that right now. Um, so start by going to clearmartialarts.com. You get the Tai Chi level one information there. 
And then don't forget to sign up for the Tai Chi Family Gathering in June, which is at TaiChiGathering.com. Cool. All right, folks, everybody stay on the call for just a minute once we, once we end today. Um, I won't hold you up long and just be like a minute um, like that. So, okay. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you, everybody that asked questions and all that. Um, more next time. And have a great week and weekend and week and all that. Yeah, thanks, everybody.